Hello and thank you for tuning into Scale Up Africa's Ignite Insights. My name is Olivia. And I'm Amma and we're going to be covering a whole lot in terms of corporate innovation, entrepreneurship and engagement with our community of top African leaders and entrepreneurs and investors throughout the series. Absolutely. So tune in, subscribe and follow us for the next couple of months when we share all these great insights with you. Hi Izzy, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. It's good to see you. So we have Izzy Obing from Foundervine in the UK. Um, so maybe you could tell us a bit more about Foundervine and your story with, and journey with Foundervine, first of all. Absolutely. So I am Izzy Yobing. Um, I am based in Ghana, but run a UK-based social enterprise called Foundvine. And Foundvine is a uh, training consultancy. We specialize in building high-impact startup acceleration programs for diverse founders. Uh, so what that means is partnering with corporates, with uh, local government and with educational institutions to run training programs that help more people from diverse backgrounds start businesses from scratch and scale those businesses and finally raise investment. How long have you been doing that? So we are three years old as a company, um, but I have been working in the startup ecosystem in various ways for about six or seven years. Uh, my background is in management consulting, um, where I started my career, um, and I do lots of sort of training um, outside of my role at Foundervine as well. Okay, so how do you how do you compare the ecosystem in the UK to the, that of the, of Ghana? Have you done much work in Ghana with your with your skill set in the ecosystem? Yes, so I moved to Ghana a year ago from London and I've been in Accra and in that time a big part of my work has been listening and meeting people and trying to understand how our work could look uh, across sub-Saharan Africa including Ghana. So we have been speaking to educational institutions, we've been speaking to uh, non-profits, uh, foundations of companies, all trying to understand what the different players do within the ecosystem here in Ghana. Um, and what we found is that it's a very different ecosystem um, in terms of the stage at which you are starting with the businesses, um, in terms of how chronically underfunded a lot of the players who run business support services, incubators, accelerators are, um, and also in terms of the reach that industry has into the startup ecosystem. And uh, a huge part of our work is uh, making companies realise the responsibility they have towards building the pipeline of entrepreneurs in the ecosystem who will be their clients tomorrow and also the talent they have available internally and how they can be used to actually support and mentor uh, entrepreneurs coming up as well so very different ecosystem but a really exciting time so many great ideas um, so much dynamism I think compared to London but a lot more needs to be invested in terms of growing the space. Yeah, so I think we're, we're very much aligned in that respect in terms of trying to influence policy and, and the way that corporates in particular have a way to to influence the, the scope and prospects of SMEs across the continent to create the jobs and, you know, obviously the economic uh, growth that we need to see. So it's interesting, we had a discussion with Gary Stewart from Waira. I'm not sure if you know Gary from Waira, but he's moved on since then. And also with Joe Mensa from the Cosmos Innovation Centre about this very issue. And, you know, they were both saying how, you know, the 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 
you know, environmental, social and governance um, agendas of corporations are very much aligned with supporting SMEs and, and getting into that conversation. But obviously, it's still very nascent here in terms of making it more of a mainstream conversation where we have more innovation centres and entrepreneurship um, you know, programs out there that are that are geared towards growth and that kind of thing. So, what what, what do you feel the response has been? In you seem to have done quite a bit of research, obviously trying to understand the market. What what has been the response to to your calls for more support so far from corporates? Yeah, so it it's different. I think with, when it comes to corporates, we have uh, in many ways the same challenges as we do in the UK, in that you have um, a lot of companies who pay lip service to it. Oh, we know how important it is. Oh, great, yeah, customers of tomorrow, all of that good stuff. Um, and you know, these companies will routinely offer their premises as venue spaces, and you know, they'll they'll do lots of in kind support for some businesses. Um, but when it comes to money, which is what the ecosystem needs and which companies have, um, sometimes it's a bit trickier to get buy-in um, from the companies we need. And um, a huge part of our business model is working with corporates in the UK. But what we found is that there is actually a lot more interest and a lot more putting money where your mouth is when it comes to uh, local government and when it comes to educational institutions so the public sector um, who see the need right now particularly um, in these times in which many people are facing unemployment and needing to think about alternative career options so corporates need to step up they do they need to leverage their talent more effectively um, and they need to actually commit to not just uh, sort of vanity projects which are short term and look fantastic but long-term support working with the educational system to build the pipeline of talent and working with entrepreneurs now to actually build capacity internally so they can be the suppliers for these companies eventually and also extend their reach within the business ecosystem yeah you're very much talking our last I, I see us probably working a lot more together now that we're kind of finally getting to compare notes izzy so in terms of um you know, the corporates in the UK, how, how you know, what kinds of um, procurement policies have they put in place to kind of absorb and help, um, you know, SMEs channel some of their scale-up potential through their organisation? What have you seen? What are the best practices that you feel, um, you know, if you were advising a CEO right now in Ghana, for example, or anywhere on the continent, what kind of uh, framework would you suggest they take to really get serious about supporting SMEs and creating entrepreneurship growth opportunities? Yeah, so in the UK, um, we see a number of companies, particularly large multinational companies, partnering with groups who are committed to diversity in the supply chain. So there's a fantastic organisation called MSD UK, um, who focus specifically on getting more diverse, particularly Black, Asian, minority, ethnic um, entrepreneurs and businesses into the supply chains of major companies. And it's a sort of membership model for the companies and for the SMEs. Um, you've also got female focus groups who, in many ways, because the gender debate is a lot more mature, um, have multiple organisations which focus on, uh, you know, increasing diversity in terms of gender in the supply chain. That looks like working with industry groups who can make introductions to um, SMEs who have the capacity to deliver that, um, and also working with them to run events to understand a bit more about the company's um, supply chain policies, procedures, etc. So we're seeing some of that. Um, but I was on an interesting uh, call a few weeks ago with a, uh, a, a huge sort of multinational base in South Africa. 
And one thing that they started to do, which I found really, really encouraging, is they'd actually launched a program that was designed to help build capacity into SMEs who could be their uh, supply chain partners in the future. So if you were a smaller company that, for example, um, sold fruit and veg, but you weren't quite big enough to supply a supermarket, they would actually work with you, work with your leadership to build capacity, work with your team in order to help you build the strength that you would need to become a supplier to a huge supermarket chain like that. So we're really, really investing in the future. And that's the kind of work that I think we need to see more often, not just diversifying your supply chain by reaching existing founders, but understanding that we have a capacity problem because of long-term disadvantage and inequality, and actually working with really high potential future suppliers on specific structured training programs to get them ready to supply your business in the future. Yeah, that's a really, I mean, everyone complains about how there's no consistency and it's such hard work, but someone's got to kind of tackle it from that end and then develop, as you say, the, pl- the pipeline. That's interesting. That's really interesting. So do you see that working in, in, in on the continent here? Yeah? I do. And this is South Africa. It's just down the road, um, you know, and it's working there. And the challenges are a lot more, you can argue, vast there in terms of increasing access to black entrepreneurs and it's working so um, I think there is work that can be done here but there's a question of whether uh, SMEs are strong enough um, in Ghana and you know I use the fruit and veg example are our supply chains and our farms connected enough to there's a lot of work that needs to happen and so it's not just the case of individual businesses it's industry as a whole saying we're going to step in it's government stepping in a little bit more to make sure that these companies have capacity to deliver. Mm -hmm. And what are your observations of the ecosystem's approach to this? I mean, in terms of, um, you know, the donors and, you know, the DFIs, some of the hubs maybe that you've spoken to, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on, on their approach to growth or maybe changing the way that we support SMEs and conduct SME programs? Because there, there are so many of them, there are a lot of pitching, a lot of uh, early stage startup conversations, which is great. And, you know, th- there's a need for that, especially when people are leaving the education system. But beyond that, I mean, what, what are your observations of, of, of what's going on and maybe a recognition for need for change to improve the quality of some of these programs and their impact? Yes, it's a really good question. Um, and, you know, as an organisation ourselves who focus on idea stage, early stage, I can tell you that um, the funding model is just a bit weird. And unfortunately, we're not in an ecosystem in which we are always led by need. We're in an ecosystem where we're led by funders and the kind of priorities that they have, which aren't really always aligned with the priorities the ecosystem needs for various reasons. So we end up in a situation where there is potentially an overinvestment in some elements of, like you've said, idea stage, early stage. And then there is just this vast chasm where it just kind of drops off. And so you're a business that's got past the validation stage. You know, you might have some early traction, got a bit of cash behind you. You're starting to grow your team and you find that the kind of finance that you need to get to the next level, whether that's debt finance or equity finance, the kind of capacity building support you need and the governance support that you need at that stage and all of the operational stuff you need to build is lacking. And you approach investors, and it's it's, a, it's like a vicious loop because you approach investors, they say that you need to do a lot more work on your operations, your finances, all of those things to become investment ready. Yeah. But then the work that you need to do here, they won't necessarily support you with it. And there's a lack of support here. So 
we almost have um, an, a huge issue, I do acknowledge, in um, enterprise education for people who may be interested in starting a business someday, particularly young people. Loads more money in that, please. Um, but then there's this piece here of, you know, the early ones who've managed, despite all of the infrastructure challenges, all of the issues, to get their business to a point where it has real legs um, and they are being, um, you know, completely under-supported as well. And it just goes back to underfunding in the ecosystem. So, yeah, there's some big challenges there. Yeah, yeah, I think there, there are a lot of uh, points that you've made that ring true. And so we need to all work a lot harder at collaborating and maybe influencing policy and, and just the approach to, to some of this to channel the right resources to the right places. Um, so thank you so much, Izzy. It's good to speak to you and I look forward to working more with yourself and with Founder Vine in the near future. Brilliant. Thank you for having me and thank you everyone for watching.